Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Board Games Daily, your daily dose of tabletop gaming discussion on Anchor. Now welcome your hosts, Jeremiah Isley, Scott Firestone, and AJ Skifstad. Hey guys, welcome to Board Games Daily. I'm Jeremiah Isley, and I lost my voice again. If you could find it for me, really appreciate it if you'd return it in its proper <laughs> working fashion. Anyway, got a big show for you today to close out the week. We are going to take a look. AJ's going to give us a, a quick look at five-year mission from Mayfair Games. I'm going to weigh in on the con season, the co- the conversation that we started earlier this week. Also, I've got an interview with Tiffany Kyrez, the new head of gaming in Haba Games USA. And we've got a few more things coming at you. So stay tuned for all of that. A couple things to remind you about before we get going. Don't forget the contest. The contest has five days left on it. You can get in on it. What contest is this, you ask? Well, I'll tell you, it's the Tiny Epic Contest from our good friends at Gamelin Games. They've provided the sweetest prize you have ever heard of. It's all the Tiny Epic Games in in their deluxe format with a sweet game haul game bag to carry them around in. It's a $300 prize. All you have to do, it's very easy. Go to TheologyOfGames.com, click the Enter the Contest button that will appear, and scroll down and start entering. There's lots of ways to enter. You can enter every day. So enter early and often get on it. You got five days left to get all those entries in. You trust me, you want to do that. It's free stuff and it ships anywhere in the world. So if you're listening, wherever you are, it will show up at your door. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, Don't forget the hotline too. We've got cool conversations happening. We've got the game night cage fight still going on. And we want to hear from you. So call 216-352-3864 and get in on the show. Get in on the fun. Trust me, it's more fun when you're in on it. So I think that's all I've got. We're going to get going here. Thanks again for tuning in to Board Games Daily on this wonderful Friday morning, afternoon, whenever you're listening. (laughs) Let's go. All right, folks, welcome to Board Games Daily. I'm Jeremiah, and we've got a special guest in with us today on the show, Tiffany Kyrez of Haba Games USA. Tiffany, how the heck are you? I'm doing great this morning. How are you doing? I I forget how to talk sometimes. <laughs> but um, anyway, enough about me. I've got a few questions that I want to ask you if you folks, if you're listening and this is of any interest to you, there I go. I I almost forgot how to say interest. Um, (laughs) I've just recorded a full length interview with my good friend, Tiffany over on that's how I roll. Listen to episode 112. You can hear our full conversation there where we talk about hobby games. We talk about, I don't know, life. We roll dice and answer questions. It's a lot of fun. But I'm going to ask you for the folks listening here, what's one thing folks should know about Haba Games? I think that people should know that Haba Games go beyond just kids. Um, 
but they have a wide range of games for kids. So Hobby Games, they have games for toddlers that are actually interesting and fun to play with the toddlers. So two-year-olds, which not a lot of companies have. I first learned about Hobby when my niece was uh, 20 months old. And since then, all my nieces and nephews have been raised on Haba, and they love gaming, and they know how to game because Haba games teach kids how to game, which I think is friggin' awesome. That's uh, awesome. But there's also games that can be fun to play as adults. So even though it says five and plus, five and up on some of the boxes, they're still totally fun to play. Like last year, I got in trouble for playing Dragon's Breath a little too loudly and excitedly in a public <laughs> space. So. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Five and up. Just it, there's no ceiling on that. It's just up, right? Yeah. Well, in some games, definitely you're like, okay, yeah, we wouldn't play this with more than a ten year old. But there's a good number <laughs> of games that do work for for any age. Um, so yeah. Awesome. Now you live in Portland, right? Mm-hmm. So, Portland, Oregon. So tell us what's one thing we should know about Portland. Um. You should know that Portlandia is true. <laughs> uh, when when we first moved to Portland, we legitimately felt like we had walked onto the set of Portlandia because we had um, a lot of the episodes are you know you know it's all steeped in truth, just you know kind of accelerated a little bit. Sure. But Portlandia, Portlandia is a is a truth documentary. Like since living here. <laughs> Um, we've like decided to eat less meat and grow our own food and we belong to a co-op and we've <laughs> reduced our plastic and trash waste where we literally, we have the smallest trash can we can get from the city and we only have the trash taken out every other week and some months we only need it once a month taken by the city. Wow. So, wow. Like Portland life, yo. <laughs> <laughs> the dream of 1998 is alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, last question. Uh, what's what's one thing folks should know about you, Tiffany Kyretz? Um, I oh, what's one thing people should know about me? I think the the one thing that people should know about me is that I am unapologetically me. Um, I and I have a Twitter where I am unapologetically apologetically me, but. Uh, that basically just means I just don't shut up about board games. Um, I like to talk <laughs> about board games to anyone and everyone. And in the past, the the way that I get a lot of my clients, because uh, I used to work freelance, was I would go to game stores, because I do, and then I would sell games to people at the game stores. And then mm. the game stores would be like, wait, do you work here? Um, <laughs> So uh, if that kind of conversation and topics interest you, you can follow me on Twitter, which is the one tar. Uh, so yeah, because that's that's just me. Unapologetically me and board games all the time. All right. Awesome. I love it. So at the one tar and then at Haba Games USA for Haba, all things Haba Games. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's a new channel. We just spun that off. So we need followers. Come yeah, follow us. Yeah, go follow, go follow, go do it. Um, super awesome stuff. Tiffany, thanks so much for being on the show. And again, if you want to hear more of our conversation in a more, I guess, long form, check out episode 112 of That's How I Roll. And you can tune into it there. Thanks a lot for being on the show, Tiffany. Thanks for having me. Hey there, folks. It's Firestone here coming to you with this week's Kickstarter Weekly, which is 
keeping you up to date with blog posts that we post every week about new Kickstarter projects that you might be interested in. So you can go to theologyofgames.com to see a bigger write-up on these games, but just wanted to bring your attention to them. first two we've got this week are Tiny Epic Tactics from our friends at Gamelin Games. We love Gamelin Games. They have been big supporters of our blog and show, and in fact, they're giving them a huge prize package right now that ends in five days you can win every single tiny epic game that exists in final production this one that i'm about to talk about does not exist in final production so it's not part of the deal but it is tiny epic tactics and this is a game i don't know how they do it the engineering on this is amazing because they have all these different boxes nested inside the main box that hold all the terrain. So you f- you pull these little boxes out and you flip them over and you have ready-to-go terrain for this game. So you, there are like hills and mountains and rivers and things like that on it. And then if you flip them back over to the concave side, I guess, the, the regular, like you're looking down into the box, it, it becomes a dungeon for some of the adventures. So you're fighting against other people, you're questing, you're using the terrain and the height and everything to give you advantages and things like that. It looks super cool. I have no idea how they do it. I'm constantly amazed with every new game, how they can fit all of those things and all of that gameplay into that little box, but they do it. And this is the latest tiny epic tactics. It ends on March 6th. So check that out. The other one we talked about was Coloma by Final Frontier Games. This is a Western themed game, which seems to be all the rage right now. And in it, you are trying to get resources and build an engine to be better than your your opponents. But one of the cool things is this awesome action wheel that's in the, mi- in the middle. And um, everyone kind of simultaneously decides what they're going to do. And then you reveal. And if too many people do that action, the action busts and you do a lesser version of it. Instead of the cool thing you were going to do, you do an okay thing that you, were gonna, that you can do. And so there's a sounds like there's a lot of cool double think and guessing and that guy's probably going to go there. It really makes sense for him to go there, but he knows it makes sense for him to go there. So he might not go there because he doesn't want to bust. But if he do- knows that and anyway, so <laughs> it sounds like there's a lot of, I don't know what that guy's going to do. I think uh, let's just do this. Sounds fun. I like that kind of thing, even though it's kind of chaotic and not necessarily my thing. Normally, sometimes it can be really fun. So I, I think that looks cool. And then, you, you move the, the wheel again after the turn and now new things are available and new things have, you know, new spaces have new abilities and it looks really cool. So that one ends on March 13th. Holy cow, 13th. That's a, that's a thing I can say. So Coloma, Tiny Epic Tactics, check them out. You can go to our website, theologyofgames.com, where we've written up a post about this as pictures, details, links to the campaign, everything you need to know. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hey guys, just wanted to take a break in the middle of the show to let you know about a few things going on at Theology of Games. Of course, we always tell you about the contest that's happening, so get in on that. But if you go to theologyofgames.com, we have written our reviews of two games, well, a game and a whole bunch of expansions this week. Check out Freedom, the Underground Railroad. It's a great co-op game from Academy Games. Uh, We wrote our review for that. It's posted there. Also, I did a review of this uh, a few weeks ago on That's How I Roll, the podcast that I do weekly for Theology of Games. So you can check it out by going back to the, I think it's episode 110, 109, something in there. Also, uh, we did a, a written review of 
all of the, well, almost all of the Valeria Card Kingdoms uh, expansions. We love Valeria Card Kingdoms, and these expansions are unreal. You really got to check them out. So you can find out all that information by heading over to theologyofgames.com. And of course, Patreon happens all the time, so you can get in on that. We put special content up there, and there's some really cool promos that you can get your hands on by becoming a patron of our page. Okay, that's all I've got for right now. Let's get back into the show. You can be more than just a listener. If you're listening via the Anchor app, you can be a part of the discussion by using the voice message feature. Don't just sit on the sidelines. Download the app and join the conversation today. All right, so here we go. We're going to talk about the gaming con season. Uh, AJ brought this topic up earlier in the week, and this <laughs> I love gaming conventions. So I've gone to Origins. I think this is my tenth year that I'll be going. Um, I think oh eight. I think it was oh nine was the first time I went. And we're trying to make the booth thing happen again this year. We'll see if that works out for us. Regardless, I'll be down there for a day or two. I'm sure. Um, I, you know, okay. So the the thing is, like, what's your favorite thing about gaming conventions? What do you like? And it's really hard for me to just pick one thing. I love, I just love the atmosphere of it. The, the huge group of people that are really cool that are there to play games. Uh, I've been to Gen Con a few times. It's the same kind of thing where people are just cool you know um i I think for me i think i don't know there's a couple things so one yes i love seeing new games i love finding new smaller uh publishers people are just trying to get their game in front of as many people as they can i think it's great i think it's that sort of you know daring entrepreneurial spirit that is alive and well at a gaming con i really enjoy that and for me especially the last few years um it's like the one time of year that i get to see a lot of people that are really cool so you know um all these game publishers that come out that i've gotten to know because we email a lot or we we correspond via facebook or social media we're out here, you know, we're, we're putting in work, we're reviewing games. We're talking about the stuff that they're putting out and, uh, we get to see them. We get to, you know, shake their hand and, and catch up with them in real life and real person. So I really appreciate that side of it. I love the, the personal side of the gaming community and the gaming industry because it's, it's unlike a lot of industries where there's just a lot of heated competition and they're just trying to outdo the next person. And, and that kind of thing. It's really, it's so much not like that. I mean, there's, there's a few people that are pretty competitive or whatever, but it's really, you know, everybody just loves gaming so much. So, and there's so many different niches and genres and types of games that it's not like you're, you see all this head to head, super hot competition, super mean, you know, it's like, oh man, did you see so-and-so's new game? It's really great. And like, it's just back and forth. Everybody's just kind of trying to prop everybody else up because as everybody does well, so does the gaming industry. And that means everybody's doing well. So I think that's probably my favorite part is just kind of catching up with this really big community of people 
and uh, seeing seeing folks that have become friends that I don't get to see all year round. Um, we get to catch up when it's convention time. So there it is. Those are my thoughts on the convention scene. What are yours? Let us know. You can uh, tweet at us at Board Games Daily. Or, like I say all the time, call the the, the hotline, uh, 216-352-3864. Let us know your thoughts on gaming cons, and we would love to hear from you. This one is fresh off the game table. It's time for more board game buzz, as Board Games Daily gives you a first impression of the latest games to hit our tables. Hey everyone, Firestone here with Board Games Daily, powered by TheologyofGames.com, coming to you with a first impression of a game I played last night. Now, this has kind of been on my radar for a while, just as a, hey, that's supposed to be a really good heavy euro that, uh, and so I was interested in playing it. It's Kanban, or Kanban, I don't know how you pronounce it. It's published by Stronghold Games, and they recently came out with a new edition of it. I'm not sure what's different, if anything, but, um, so we broke it out last night, and... Holy cow, is this thing complex. It is... Okay, I'm not exaggerating here. It took us between an hour and an hour and a half to get through setup and rules. We set this board out, and it is the busiest, craziest board ever. I have pictures that I will post on Instagram. Oh my gosh, I just looked at it and went, oh no, have I made a horrible mistake here? Because the idea is that you're working in this car factory where you have designs and you're manufacturing and you're upgrading and you're doing all these different things to to put out cars and so you work in various departments of this factory and each department is depicted on the board and it's so complex and so much going on so like not exaggerating an hour and 15 hour and a half just for setup and rules and we're still kind of like I'm not sure how this works. Once you get into the game, it's actually not that difficult. And there are interesting things going on. Not the least of which is the turn order. So all the departments are laid across the board and there are spots on them that you can put your person. And you're basically saying, for today, I'm going to work in this department and work X number of shifts there. And so um, they're resolved from left to right. And then in the next turn, the person on the left has to pick a different department to go to. So they can't go in a spot where someone is behind them because they're clogging up that space. So you can go early, but then your choices are kind of limited later. Or you can go later and you'll have more choices later on the next turn. Very interesting. And what also makes it interesting is there's a kind of factory manager named Sandra, I think her name is. And she also moves through the various departments and will basically at the end of the day evaluate them. And you can play where she's happy or she's mean. We determined that mean would be better and we, we think we made the right choice there. So she'll at the end of the day, whatever department she's in, she'll evaluate it. And if whoever isn't at a certain threshold of production there and knowledge, they get penalized. But as part of moving people around, so basically she'll move to the next department, next department. Well, if the spaces behind her are clogged up, she'll move all the way down the, the line to her office, which will trigger these meetings and trigger scorings. And so you kind of go, oh, I want to take that space. But if I do, then this week is going to end early because she'll move all the way to her, her office. But if I go over here, she'll actually, I'll have an extra turn because she'll go to that space and then to her office. 
That's kind of confusing, but believe me, it's nothing compared to the whole game. But um, that was very interesting. I love the turn order mechanism. I love the Sandra mechanism of her moving around and clogging things up, and very cool. As far as the game, it's... I don't know if I'm getting old. I don't have any patience for these games that are overwrought and fiddly, and this is the definition of overwrought and fiddly. The guy who designed it is... um, Vital Lacerda, and he has also done The Gallerist and Lisboa, and I can't remember, Vinos. I've only played Lisboa of those, and I felt the same way, like, wow, there's a lot of cool stuff here, but it's just too much. I have the same thing with Alexander Pfister. It's just, it is a meaty, meaty Euro, but I'm not sure I ever want to play it again. It's not fun to me. So while there were cool things going on, it took us four or five hours to play this game. At the end, I was just like, guys, I'm going home. I'm sorry, my brain is fried. There's too many things to juggle here. And I came in second. It was it was fine. Like, I did fine in the game. I almost won. But oh, it's just so many things. Too busy, too fiddly. And some of the design, like even the aesthetic design choices, it's like, why would you do this? Why would you make this board so busy? Why would you... Oh, it's just goofy. So... First impression of Kanban is that if you like really, really meaty Euros and don't mind a ton of things going on, you, you'll probably like this game. But for me, it's just a little bit too much. It's 25% too much stuff going on. Anyway, that's my first impression. Kanban, not for me, but it might be for you. Talk to you later. Have a great weekend. Bye. there everybody aj here just going to give you a little bit of the uh monday night game night recap i'm sure you heard already if you listened to last episode we talked about our first impressions of crusaders but i'm going to talk just for a moment about a game i played that's a little bit older it was new to me and it was cool because i love this theme which not everybody does but it might speak to you Uh, i think in 2016 a cooperative game was released by mayfair games called five-year mission this was a star trek themed game And what I really liked about the game, first of all, was it wasn't just set in one Star Trek um, timeline. It was set in either the original series or next gen. You could play either timeline, and it didn't affect the game either way. Um, I thought the game was pretty cool. It was nice and lightweight. Plays up to six players, I think, five or six players. We played with three players. And basically, it's just dice assignment. You have so many dice that you get to work with on your turn, and they're different colors. And you're going to try and apply them to different alerts that come out. Either green alerts, red alerts, or yellow alerts. Yellow alerts or red alerts can come out. And any time that you have four alerts of one type come out, uh, you're going to lose the first one in that line. It's going to be a failed alert that you, you've lost. If you lose five alerts, you lose the game. There's different levels of difficulty that you can play on to determine to see how well you do, how many alerts you complete. Um, and we did okay. We finished out as like a lieutenant, I think, which was decent enough, Uh, but it was just a pretty fun game. You roll your dice, you assign them to different alerts. Different alerts have different conditions. Some of them are timed. Some of them have the prime directive, which means you have to do those before you complete other ones. But on every turn, you have to draw a new alert, so they begin to stack pretty quickly. You can lose dice if you get injured and they go into an injured pool and it's hard to get them back. 
So it was just a pretty neat game. The Enterprise takes some damage. If it takes so much damage, you can lose. I liked it. It was light. It was easy. Would it hit the table all the time? No. Are there cooperative games that are better? Yes. Was this a great little filler cooperative game? Absolutely. I love it. I, lo- I liked it, and I love the Star Trek theme. So there it is, five-year mission. Maybe it's something you'd enjoy. Check it out. That's it for now. Check you later. Well, there you go. That's it for today and, well, for the week, actually. <laughs> Thanks again for tuning in. Hope you've had a great week. Hope you have an awesome weekend of gaming ahead of you. Don't forget, I say it all the time, check us out. Go to theologyofgames.com. There's all kinds of things going on there, including we've written some reviews this week of Freedom, the Underground Railroad, and a whole bunch of the Valeria Card Kingdom expansions. So get in on those. Go check them out. Of course, the contest is going on. Patreon page is still happening. All those things you can find. Just go to Theology of Games. It's all waiting for you right there. All of our podcasts. We've got two other shows. It's You just want to do it. So <laughs> uh, I'm going to get out of here for now. Hopefully, I'll get my voice back over the weekend. And we will uh, we'll see you on Monday. So until then, I'm Jeremiah Isley for my co-hosts, AJ Skifstad and Scott Firestone, telling you today is a great day to play a game. We'll see you on Monday. Thanks for joining us today. Board Games Daily is powered by TheologyofGames.com. Don't forget to head over to TheologyofGames.com to check out all we have to offer, including written reviews, our YouTube channel, and two other podcasts. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you're listening. Thanks for listening, and go put a game on the table.